When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Hey guys, in today's episode, we had Coach Yossi sit down. He is currently the offensive coordinator at Burlington Central High School up here in Illinois. This episode, uh, we just kind of talked, just talked. Uh, We talked about remote learning. We talked a little bit about uh, Twitter wars. We talked about, you know, the wing tee and air raid stuff. We talked a little bit about, you know, why sports matter. And we talked about, you know, all that stuff that we're going through right now. And we also discussed Coach's um, side business, side hustle, however you want to describe it, uh, Fist Football Academy that um, he and other coaches have created for offensive line and defensive line training. And they and we dive into that, and, and Coach answers the question for certain things of, you know, does he get any pushback for training, quote-unquote, offensive line or defensive linemen? Uh, any pushback for that and we, we dive into that we jump down some rabbit holes and uh, had some great conversations so I hope you guys enjoy our conversation and please continue to check out the other episodes so let's uh, go have our talk with uh, Coach Yossi guys welcome back to the podcast today sitting down with us is coach yossi coach yossi thank you for being here just in case nobody knows who you are could you please introduce yourself to the loyal fans i have maybe 12 now it's grown maybe (laughs) we'll find out yeah hey uh you know appreciate you having me on steve um yeah i'm brian yossi um the assistant head coach and offensive coordinator at uh at burlington central high school out with uh, brian melvin I know you've had on the show in the past, um, and I'm also the uh, co-owner of Fist Football Academy, which is an O-line, D-line training company we do uh, in the suburbs up here. So, 
I promise if you say anything about Coach Melvin, I can bleep it out and he'll never know. <laughs> yeah, no, Coach uh, Coach Melvin, uh, he, uh, we, we like to raise him, but uh, he's a good dude, good coach, fun, fun, fun guy to coach with for sure. So yeah. I heard you guys going down your rabbit holes in uh, – in, uh, in your pot in, in that episode. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think his, right before his podcast, I started not to be interviewish. And I think that was one where I could jump down some rabbit holes because of the East Aurora connection. So I was like, Oh, let's, yep. let's go down this. Cause being around Ku coach and Williams and, and Bausch and all them at East Aurora, I was able to be like, let's jump down some rabbit holes. And then Stories he told me about them, I had to take out. It's not on there. <laughs> oh, you had to take some of them out? Well, I, I am a, a former teammate of Coo Coach, kind of. He was a couple years younger than I am, but uh, I played with him at North Central. At least we we, we passed by each other, so I I, uh, I know I know Coo Coach pretty well, too. So awesome dude, too. Oh, yeah, that wasn't bad stories. It was just not appropriate for podcasts. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, no, I got you. <laughs> it was one of those... If you won a game and went out to the adult place at a, you know, at a whatever, we've all done it. Oh, um, yeah. There's a lot of North Central coaches up here that went to North Central. Yeah. You know what? And, and, uh, and we've talked, you know, a lot of us, we talk about that often. You know, you've got, uh, Coo Coach East Aurora, Chris Bazant. We were just talking about ASN and Trail. Um, you know, you got a bunch of the, you know, the, the alumni that coach at, at North Central, Tim Janicek and Shane Durking. But basically, their entire staff is is a North Central alum. Um, gosh, you got Don Casper out at York. You've got I, I mean I mean can't I can't even remember Coach Sabo, who's my offensive line coach at Burlington, um, was a North Central grad with me. Yeah, we're all over the place. <laughs> we've kind of we've kind of uh, in, I'm, I'm going to say infested, but we've we've just kind of grown and and you know I think the program there lends itself to to developing guys that uh, that want to give back to the. To, to high school football and, and coach. And um, you know, I think that's one of the best parts, but it, it is a lot of fun when we get together. It's you know, like, it, you know, if we hit, see each other at a bar, you know, we see each other at one of the games, you know, it's, it just goes right back to, you know, playing at North central and then coaching. And so it's just a constant coaching discussion out there. So it's a lot of fun. A lot of us out there though. That's for sure. <laughs> well, cause at Glenbard East, I don't think there was any, I can't remember. It might be one or two. I don't remember. But then Ku Coach was like, yeah, we're going to run a lot of what we ran at North Central, like the offense we ran. And then, you know, the Coach Bausch and then would give him a hard time. Like, oh, is this what Central does? Just give him a hard time. Oh, and, and, and you know what? Co- our Coach Melvin does that stuff with us too, with Sabo and I, because I I base a lot, not not a lot. I mean, I, I've, I've, you know, I've been at OC for a while now where I've transitioned some stuff away from, from North Central. But when I first became an OC – a large chunk of what we did, or at least, you know, the calls were very much based off of what we did at North Central. And Melvin does the same thing all the time. Oh, is this a North Central thing? Is that, is that, an, yeah, it is a North Central thing. Is that okay? With, you know, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. you know, we have to raz him back. You know, it's, uh, you know, the North Park thing. We always kind of got to give him, give him some crap. And he hears the, it's nonstop uh, when we talk about the, the national championship. He's like, oh, great. North Central national championship. Here we go. So, <laughs> well, I think it's easier for you guys. You have more than one coach that's from North Central. Like, Coot Coach was the only one. Like, we right. were all over the – me, Bausch, Williams, and all of them. We were all over the place. Like, he had nobody else. If we said anything, he was by himself. Yeah, luckily I've got uh, 
I've got Coach Sabo to back me up on some of that stuff, so it's kind of nice. But uh... well, because I worked with Ku Coach, and then when Coach Bazant called me, you know, he told me, "Oh yeah, I went to North Central, and you know, this is kind of linebacker stuff I look at from North Central." I'm like, "Oh, here we go again." I, I give him. You, and then, you uh, can't get away from it, can you? <laughs> no, I can't. And then one of our other coaches, there, Coach uh, Beltrano. I can't remember if he went to North Central. I think he went to Elmhurst. Can't remember. He brings it up to like, oh, is this what North Central did or Coach So and So? Like, it's just. I'm like, oh, here we go again. I'm. It's the same thing here. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I think you know. I think what's what's kind of the cool part is just how into Illinois football the CCIW. Now, obviously, I know the CCIW is based primarily. You know, you got Illinois, Wisconsin. You know, primarily in Illinois, but I think it's just cool how many guys you see. You know, from the CCIW, just you know, even in our coaching staff, we had. Our defensive line coach played at Elmhurst. Melvin played at North Park. You know, my, Sabo and I played at North Central. You know, just just within our our staff alone, we've got three different schools represented. So I think it's really cool just seeing all the the C, you know. Well, it's cool to see the North Central stuff. I just think it's cool seeing the CCIW stuff. You know, every go. You know, I was at I was at uh, Hampshire before I was at Burlington, and even, you know, we had a guy from Augie, we had a guy from Illinois Wesleyan on our staff. We had myself and Sabo again from our Central. So you just see that that big kind of CCW connection, and we usually can all agree that we don't like Wheaton for whatever reason. But hey, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't have any reason to beat or hate Wheaton anymore. I beat them forty four in twenty. You know, we beat them all the time when I was there. So I don't know. Well, and then I think that speaks a lot to Division three football. I've had some Division three coaches on here. I just talked to the head coach from Rolls Holman the other day. We're friends. I've known him for years. <coughs> coach Nick Davis. And uh, when I coached kids, you always heard Division One or bust, Division One double A or bust, and I'm the jerk. So if you're a senior telling me that stuff, and my I hear it for so long, I'm like, okay, have you been recruited yet by Illinois or Northwestern or Indiana? No, I'm like, well, then it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. Well, I no, could, I, I, could, I could walk on, and I'm like, yeah, you're gonna walk on and never play. Right. And I think that that's something that we push a lot with our kids. And, you know, I, you know, I, we have kids that, you know, obviously, you know, between my, my coaching responsibilities, but then also my, my company that, that coach Sabo and I own together fist. Um, you know, we constantly, I mean, we're training just a large, you know, group of kids and every, you know, I, you know, coach, I'm not getting recruited like I thought I would. And, you know, I only got division three and I'm always like, man, what's wrong with division three? Like, you know, like, and I, it's like it's like a quality of life thing, you know. Not to say that Division One isn't awesome, but if you go to Division Three, you're gonna play, you're gonna have fun. Not that you don't do those things at Division One or anything like that, but I just think, you know, a lot of kids overlook um, the opportunity that Division Three football gives gives kids. And I was the same way, kind, you know. Like it, I don't think it was as big back when when I was, you know, in high school and I graduated in '05. You know, we Coach Sabe and I were just talking about this today. Actually, you know, you didn't you didn't have like signing days for division three. And maybe that was the big, you know, it was like, Oh, it's not as cool to go to division three, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't turn over my division three time for anything. And I, I was recruited by one. I, you know, Valparaiso was the only, you know, division one. And I thought I was going to Valpo was going to play there. And um, I actually didn't go to North central initially. Uh, I went down to Illinois college in Jacksonville um, and spent a, a, spent a, a semester there and, and, wasn't a big fan, you know, you know, I was from the suburbs and wanted to come back up and ended up at North central. But, you know, I, I, I think nowadays division three does get looked down upon quite a bit. 
And, and that's so what I always tell my guys, you know, do you want to play? If you, if you truly want to play, go somewhere that the expectation is realistic for you to play. You know, I've got a kid I train right now and I won't say his name, but he was kind of frustrated. You know, he's, he's got the talent to maybe play division two, II, division one, double A. And he asked me like, what do you think coach? I said, well, you know, I think you're probably a solid division one or division two player. You could go play division one, double A and maybe start by your junior or senior year. But I think I'd want you to go play. That's what I want you to do. I want you to go have that opportunity, you know, to get on the field. And I think a lot of kids kind of overlook that occasionally and, and don't realize, you know, how much they miss playing. And when you, you step on those campuses and realize you're not the big dog in town anymore, it's kind of a, it's a tough pill to swallow for kids. And I know it was tough for me too. You know, you, you start your entire life and then you get to even division three, you walk into division three campus, your freshman, you're like, ah, come on, let's go all conference. I got this. And you're, you're getting rolled over your to your first day by the, you know, the senior lineman or whatever. So yeah, you know, you know that's, uh, that's something we're always talking about with kids. You know, take the opportunities to play. You don't want to, you know, I don't want to see you sit on the bench. I don't want to see you not play. I want to be able to, you know, go to an Augie game or go to North Central game or go to a, you know, Beloit, whatever, Rockford game and see you play. You know, I'd rather do that than go to a, uh, an Iowa game and see you standing on the sideline. Right. Or, oh, you're, you're a red shirt and now you're fifth year senior and then you get on the field. Like, right. Yeah. You have good experiences, but it's like, I don't know. It depends. Like if you get a full ride scholarship, you're probably supposed to play. You're not going to go there and never play on a full ride scholarship. Right. You're going to get there at some point, but if you're going to pay the same amount of money to go to that division one and never play, you might as well go to a division three where they're actually there to help you pay for this. There's ways to make it work better than those division ones. Those coaches are going to work their tails off to make sure that you're not going into stupid debt. Like a lot of us, maybe me uh, go into, we should look at it better, <laughs> but I mean, but you know what I mean? Like they're there for that reason. And then, then bringing up the, the social media thing, I, a coach brought this up. They want to be able to go on Twitter and post signing day. Like I signed with so-and-so. It's probably not the cool thing to be like, oh, I signed with Illinois College. Like, nobody's going to be like, what's that? Nobody's going to know what that is. No offense to Illinois right. College. I like the coaches there. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, no, yeah. it's not the cool thing. Yeah, and I – you know, that's something that I've talked to too. But, you know, I, it's, I don't want to take down anything from a kid at all. You know, I think it's awesome no matter where you're going. You're getting the opportunity, the offer to play, you know, do what you get. You know, I, I just want those kids to to be able to have that opportunity. So, you know. Yeah, I, you know, I, you know, I think it's different for us, you know, us older guys. We didn't have Twitter, we didn't have those platforms to be able to do stuff like that. And I always think about that, you know, like, you know, if if I was growing up now, what would that? What I, you know, I'd be doing the same thing. You know, I'd want, you know, I'd be putting it on Twitter, I'd be putting it on Facebook. We just didn't have that stuff back when we played. So, you know, I think it's, you know, it's different times, and you know, it's, you know, whether a kid signing with, uh, you know, North Central or signing with. Uh, you know, Wisconsin, it's still awesome. It's still cool to see, you know, it's still, you know, those kids are still getting the same opportunities to go play somewhere, whether it's that division one or division three. So, but yeah, for sure. Definitely, definitely different times. And, but we would all be in trouble if they had Twitter and I think we'd all be in real <laughs> trouble. We talk about that all the time. Like not that they were, we were super, super bad, but there might have been things that got put on Snapchat or Twitter you don't want people to find out about, and uh, we would have gotten in trouble. I think. Oh, for sure. And well, that's that's something that you know, as a coach, and as, you know, I've got I'm a, as a father with my kids, 
my kids aren't old enough to that age yet, but you know, that's something we're always talking to our kids about, you know, our athletes, you know, Hey guys, let's, let's be smart about what you're putting out there. And we, we call it Twitter coaching, you know, we coach them up on how to use Twitter and how to get as much exposure. And, and I think it's kind of funny that like the old guys that don't haven't had this their whole lives and they're learning how to use it still, um, you know, are, are, are learning that. But I think it's important as, as coaches that, you know, whatever, whether you're a high school coach, you're a trainer, you're a te- whatever, you, you know, I think it's important to to spend time talking about that kind of stuff with your kids because and your athletes. You know, teaching them you know, what's what you should be putting out there, what you shouldn't be putting out there. You know, that's something we do with our, our athletes with, with Fist is we're always looking at their Twitter. Hey, man, let's change this. Let's update your bio, that kind of stuff. You know, the world of Twitter, you know, I was a, I was a big proponent. You know, I was I was the guy pushing back on it, you know, a lot. And, and really, I would say maybe in the last year and a half-ish, maybe two years, is when I finally was like, okay, I- I'm opening up to it. You know, it took me a while, but, um, you know, for our business, it's the big, I mean, that's the biggest tool we've, we've had. I mean, without Twitter, I don't think we'd be where we are and what we're doing. So even for our high school team, you know, we use Twitter. That's our main style of communication for these kids. So it's a great tool. Can be evil though. Yeah. I'm going to say a couple of things. It's almost the retweets that get you in trouble. Someone could say something and you retweet it. Well, then it looks like you're saying it, uh, if you watch the interview with, uh, no, I'm getting political. Uh, the guy that runs Barstool Sports, he interviewed, you know, Donald Trump, and they talked about that. Like sometimes it's the retweets that get more in trouble than the actual yep. tweet. So, anybody that. Hey, everybody. As you know, the Coach Steve show is brought to you by the Unhinged Sports Network. And in case you've missed it, they've recently par- partnered with Fubu TV. Now, what is Fubu TV? Fubo TV brings you 100 plus channels, including NBC, CBS, Fox, ABC, ESPN, and more without the hassle of a cable contract. It is 2020. It's time to cut the cord. If you don't believe me, please click the link in the episode description or on the social media profile and you can get a seven day free trial. So please, again, go click on the link for Fubo TV in the episode description or in the social media profile, get a seven day free trial to support the Coach Steve Show podcast, as well as the Unhinged Sports Network. Thanks, I'm getting political. I'm not, so don't even start that. I'm just saying <laughs> that was the first thing I thought of. Um, now, me and my friend, we made a Twitter when it first came out for one reason. My cousin made it. He said it's the coolest thing ever. We made it ironically to make fun of him. That's the type of people we were because we were young. <laughs> so I've had it from day one. But there was years I didn't touch it because MySpace was the thing and then Facebook was the thing. So oh, yeah. People out there don't know what MySpace is. You know, you had to top friends. And if you were on oh, the top yeah. friends, you were dead to the other person. <laughs> um, so I've had it from day one, but it didn't, like you said, I never used it, never touched it. Then I started to use it years ago for just sports updates because I started to figure out like, oh, if I want to get an alert about sports, I'll... Look at right. that. Then I started to figure out coaches put things on there that are really good. It's like, okay. And then it just blew up a couple of few, yeah. I th- what, yeah, what, four or five years ago, it like just blew up. Yeah. I think that's one of, you know, being an OC, I think that's one of my favorite tools with it. And I, this was the part that I pushed against for a long time. And actually it wasn't until 
I went to Burlington with Melvin where he was like, dude, you need to get on here. And I was like, man, do I? And he's like, no, you do. And, and so I started to, you know, use that to broaden my horizons offensively, but also coaching, coaching wise, you know, I coach Sabo and I um, got hooked up with a couple guys out in California that, you know, they run a, a company out there called five is one offensive line training. And, and I like, you know, forge this friendship with every, you know, whenever we go out there for camps, we hang out with them, we grab a bite to eat, whatever. And, but, you know, I think the, you know, the thing that, that young coach, maybe, I mean, you know, young coaches probably do this, but older coaches don't know just how much, uh, you know, ideas you can get from that. And, you know, you have all these guys that put, you know, like there's, all, you know, I love one of my favorite things on there. And I'm just starting to do this more and more now is when guys post those little, like, uh, those little pictures with like a, a you know an alignment for a formation against the defense and here's the situation what are you running I love them I sit there and I, I sit there and I like thinking about them, like damn what would I do here like what am I right. gonna run and you know you draw the play up and and throw it on there and I just, you know it's, it's I like it just for you know you're getting exposure to other coaches you're seeing what other guys would run in that situation um, and you're getting ideas but I like it more so for the networking that you base on you know I might comment or, or throw a you know, a picture on there, uh, you know, of a play that I would run there. And you, you get some guy from Texas that likes it. And like, yeah, I would do the same thing. And next thing you know, you're both following each other and you're messaging back and forth about some stuff. And, you know, I think, you know, networking in the coaching in the coaching world is just, you know, improved leaps and bounds from when I first started 12 years ago to what it is now and allows you to to create connections all over the, the country and and bounce ideas off of, you know, other coaches. And, I you know, I you know, we always talk about like clinics and Glacier and, you know, the, all the, the different clinics you go to. And, you know, while they're great, I get more out of sitting down with a, you know, a, a defensive coordinator or another OC that runs something similar and just bouncing ideas off of them for two, three, four hours. And that's what we tend to do at clinics now is just, you know, find a DC, find a head coach, find an OC. Let's all go sit at this table and let's just draw stuff up for the next six hours. And, so I, yeah, I, I do let, you know, that part of Twitter is just unbelievable. Just the amount of knowledge that's out there and different. And I, I think, you know, the different perspectives you get from it, you know, I would have never thought about that. I would have never thought to do that. I would have never thought to run that play there or to, to line up in that way. And I think that's, you know, that's made me a better OC in the long run, you know, from when I started, you know, I've been an OC for five years now and it's, you know, I could think back to five years ago when I was like, no, nah, I'm running this and this is my stuff and this is all we're going to do. And, and to now it's like, Oh dang, I like that. Yoink. I like that. And you, you know, you just keep molding it into yours and meshing it into your offense. And it's awesome. It truly is. Or you get those plays. Like I'm gonna put this in my back pocket just in case one year we have the kids to do this. Like I'm not gonna give too much away at Addison trail, but one of the things they want, we wanted to do was, or they want to do was ISO. And so I've never, let me rephrase this. I've never really coached ISO, but I have it in my back pocket because I've watched coaches teach it. I've written it down. I've looked at it. So once they told me that, I reached out to coaches. I said, okay, how do you do this? So it's in my back pocket. And so now I'm at a school that wants it. And I'm like, okay, here we go. Just, right. you know, it doesn't have to be in your playbook the whole time because I used to do that. At the school I coached at before we were talking about where I ran my course, I was handcuffed. Our playbook was probably this thick. Because I was told to, I was told yep. to, and here's here's a story. One person said, "Oh, here's this play," and drew it up. Had the kids line up, and they're like, "We need to run this." This is a Thursday, mind you, a Thursday before the game. 
And I said, why should we run this play? Oh, I saw the Kansas City Chiefs do this. We should do it. And I was like, there's a reason why they do it. Right. They have Tyreek Hill and and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I do the same, you know, and we that you know, we do that with our coaching staff and we'll just, hey, did you see this play? Yeah. And we'll throw it in the back pocket, like you said, but it's not something we'll act on right then. You know, we, we'll hold it in the back pocket, we'll keep it till the off season, and then we look in the off season of how can we make this play fit what our our, our what we do a and then what our kids do. Because I think you know, as an OC, I think it's important to have an identity. You know, I think there's a lot of guys out there that don't have an identity. And I, you know, I mine's not fully complete. I know it's not. You know, I spend every year, you know, I can't tell you how many hours, you know, and you you being an OC too know this or, you know, previously, you know, you just sit there and you stare at your your breakdowns and your, you know, your playbook and you're figuring out, well, how the heck can I, you know, did we do this well? How can we change this? How can we mold this? So it's always fun. You know, my wife, it drives my wife absolutely insane, but there's little, post-it notes and papers all over our house with like little little drawings on the corner of the paper that you you know you're like oh god i just i gotta write this down really quick let me let me get this on a piece of paper and then and then you know she's cleaning the house and she's going hey what is this i'm like don't throw that away don't throw that away i need that (laughs) but just i need that in the back pocket what's what's that movie where the guy has short-term memory and he has to put oh there's a movie i can't remember what it's called and we had to watch it in school he has short-term memory loss or whatever. So like if he does something, you know, he doesn't remember. So he has to write down post-it notes and put it everywhere of like what happened. Oh, I don't so even know. Kind of <laughs> oh, what? I can't remember what it's called. Unless it's a Chris Farley movie. I don't know. <laughs> oh. oh, I wish it was Chris Farley. It had been funny. No, this right. was like a, this was like a serious movie. And like he had to put post-it notes everywhere. And if one got moved... Because he had it like in a certain line. That's the only thing he could remember was he put in a line. If one was moved, he would point at it and be like, "What did I do?" Because he couldn't remember. Like, what went there? And uh, that's funny. Uh, I talked to Coach Kurt Hines on here on the podcast, and I asked him about you know what what they do over there, and uh, he told me their playbooks were real thin. He said, "So what they do is in the season, if a coach comes up and says, hey, there's this cool play I saw Mike Leach do it, or I saw whoever do it.'" If it fits into their offense, this is what he says to them. He goes, oh, cool, yeah, that fits in our offense, but what are you going to take out? Because I don't want this to grow huge. He goes, now in the offseason, we can look at it and be like, do we want to add this? He goes, but when they start the season, this is what they have. You can tweak things, but you can't add anything. If you do, you have to take something out so you don't get confusing. Yeah, and I, 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 you know, we tend to do the same at Central. You know, we, you know, I, I, when I started as an offensive coordinator five years ago, my playbook was about that thick, and I think it's, you know, it's maybe, you know, it's, it's not as big now. And it, so we just got a new, uh, a new quarterback coach this year, Zach Davidson, um, from Huntley. He was out of Huntley, and, uh, and, and he has really worked me down and like really gotten me to, to, to really think about our plays and to the point now where we're, you know, we're down to. F- four blocking schemes total. And, you know, our pass game is still a little bit bigger than I'd like. Um, but yeah, we do the same thing. We try to, you know, every year we, I, I pull some things out or I take, you know, take a couple things out and put some other things in. And, and I'm, you know, I'm the guy that I like to go into the season with the full playbook. You know, I think mm-hmm. a lot of guys do this too, but you know, I, I go with the whole playbook. We put it all in and then we figure out, 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this... But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. What we do well, and that's what we run the rest of the year. And we keep everything else there in case we need it. Um, but we start to thin that playbook out. And I, only once, and this actually was the first year this past year, where we had taken out a play... And we had, you know, we, we had put it in, we repped it through like week two, week three. And then we just kind of, it was one of those plays that wasn't working great for us. And, you know, we ripped it out and week nine rolled around and, and at halftime I sat there and went, God dang it. We should not have, I need this play right now. But it was just one of the, you know, like I, I won't run a play in a game unless I've repped it at least in the past week or two. I, w- I will, I won't do it. And so I wasn't about to, you know, I, my, one of our coaches was like, well, let's just run it. We, we repped it you know, at the beginning of the season, I'm like, we haven't wrapped it in six weeks. We're not running it now. <laughs> like, if it right. didn't get us this far, we're not, we're not messing with it. So it was the first time it bit me in the butt, but uh, yeah, I try to do the same thing. I, I want, you know, I carry, you know, I carry maybe four, you know, I, we, we carry all of our run games into the, into the, to each, into each game, but we carry, you know, less than eight probably pass plays that we want to run that we think we're going to attack a defense with every single game. And, so we try. I try to keep like that. And I, I want to keep it as easy as possible, especially for the offensive line. You know, I was an offensive lineman. You know, they got a lot to do. They got a lot to sort out. I'd rather put a bunch of window dressing in the backfield and make it look pretty, and, and then then try to add a bunch of bunch of different blocking schemes and whatnot. So, yeah, I I, I played O line. I coached O line a lot, and when I was OC, and we had six blocking schemes, then two pass blocking schemes. Like I said, I was blinded, so I didn't think about it. Like as a coach, I'm like, that's easy. And then you gotta go back as a player and be like, oh my goodness, how many defensive fronts are you gonna see? And in high school, how many times is that defensive lineman gonna line up wrong? But then it works out because they lined up wrong. But that old lineman had to think, like, wait a minute, like, why are they lined right. up here? Well, I think it's you know a lot of guys forget about that. Is is you know a backfield, a quarterback, running back, you can teach them you know, 15 different variations in the backfield for one play and nothing really changes for them. You know, maybe a read key changes, you know, maybe an aiming point change, but for the most part, they're aiming, you know, running back's aiming point stays the same. That offensive line and, and actually uh, another coach and I were just talking about this a couple weeks ago, you know, that, that, that defensive line is going to start here and then shift a gap right before the snap. They might be like you said, line, lined up wrong. And I think, you know, they're, they're thinking through a lot more than the backfield has to. And while the backfield might be thinking more once the play starts, you know, that offensive line's got to open that play up. So, you know, I think a lot of, you know, I've tried to at least slim it down. And I was, you know, I was an offensive line. I thought when I first came, I'm like, we can run eight, eight blocking schemes. Come on, that's easy. And, I, and now I'm like, nah, four. That's all we need. We we had those eight. We never ran three of them. We just had them. And so why why are we even messing with this anymore? So. Yeah, I'm thankful, you know, for my offensive staff, you know, as we've 
worked through this year and we've met more this year than any other year with, with all this stuff going on. And I think it's allowed us to, to get a better understanding of what we want to do offensively and, and what we want to focus on. And I think, you know, with this, you know, hopeful abbreviated season, you know, that, that allowed us to just sit there and go, okay, we're, we're not going to play a full season. We're probably going to have, you know, we're going to have very little time to prepare if we do, you know, when we do have a season, what do we absolutely need to focus on? And that's the stuff we went in. So our offense got torn in half even more this year just to, you know, just to make it feasible for what we're trying to accomplish, you know, once we do play, hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully Illinois is a dumpster fire. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's, an understatement. that's an understatement. See, so I'm going to go off on some rabbit holes here. So you have to bear with me. This podcast was I. I started this podcast in February, and it was supposed to be like an ESPN thing. I love recapping sports. I love giving my opinion. But then COVID happened, and there was no sports, so I kind of gave up on it. And I was like, I'm not going to do this anymore. I really just it just kind of sat there. And the title was the Sideline Podcast with Coach Steve because I'm an idiot, and I'm like, this is, I'm just going to do something with football sidelines. That's where we're all at. But there's right. other podcasts. There's other podcasts out there called like the Sidelines or this or that. So you have to add podcast with coach d that has to be in the title because somebody has it right um so this was supposed to be all football and then um i started doing it again talking to coaches and i realized i cornered myself it has to all be football all the time right i love football don't get me wrong but i've coached basketball i coach basketball i've coached track um i like to talk about movies i like to talk about i just had a friend on we talked marvel for an hour like we just uh, i like movies so I changed it to the Coach Steve show so it opens it up. So right. the only thing I haven't dove into is politics. I'm like, that will get me in trouble. Yeah, I don't know that you want to go down that worm. <laughs> I don't know that you want to go down that path. Yeah, well, that's why it's called the Coach Steve show. It could happen at any time. Now, all the only <laughs> political – I did get, we did get political. I do a live show every Sunday with my two friends. We do like a sports recap every, every Sunday live on YouTube. And it kind of got political last Sunday. But it, it it was weird. It was the vaccine for COVID. It was, you know, how upset we are as high school coaches because my friend coaches high school in Sville, right by Danville. And uh, it it's it's still Tescola. It's probably 30 minutes from Tescola. We just gave our opinion on, like, why we need to go back to school and have sports somehow because of the kids. That's the only political we got. Now, it was like an hour conversation, but it was like. Yeah, right, right. So I haven't dove fully into politics. So the only politics I dive into is how I fight for sports, but I don't go any bigger than than that. Um, and then I say Illinois is a dumpster fire because basketball should have been going on right now, and it's not, which makes me worried for football. It really makes me yeah. worried. Uh, yeah, I, I think the whole, you know, I'm not going to get into it too much, but, I, you know, I, I do think that at some point, you know, we have to think about the mental health of, of some of these kids and, and I, I don't think, you know, I think as coaches, we realize how important it is to these kids because we we live it, we breathe it with them every single day. But I think, you know, everyone else kind of on the outside looking in doesn't really realize how important this is to these kids. You know, I think and I, I'm speaking, you know, I'm a teacher, you know, academically, you know, you don't realize how important it is to them in the academic world, because now, you know, and I was the same way as a high school student. I think a lot of us coaches were the same way, which is why we know it. I was way better academically when I was in football season, in wrestling season, in baseball, in track, 
that's when my, I had my best grades because I was focused. I had a goal. I knew I had to keep my academics up to keep my sports going. And, you know, I don't think a lot of people realize just how much of a, while, while sports is extracurricular and it's not, you know, why we're in school, it is a huge part of education. And, and, and all these kids kind of lose their focus and lose their goal and, and their reason why, you know, they're trying to succeed. And, and while I think there's alternative ways to, to, and, and things they can do to, to accomplish what they want, they really, that sports piece is huge when it comes to that for them. Right. Cause people that don't play sports or multiple sports. So we live in a world of instant gratification, but I think if you played sports, it's, it's, it's not instant gratification. It's um, reinforcement. So you get good grades. You get told you get good grades. You get this 4.0, this A or this B. You will go to do this or do that. But as kids nowadays, especially because some don't give them A's, they might give them points. Like, oh, you have this many points. Right. If you get the A on a piece of paper or on the computer screen, like when we were kids, we had the mailed in right to the, the you know, mailed you know, in report cards. Got to beat mom home before she gets the mail. <laughs> and then they, no question. And the school called the school. Oh, we'll mail it again. And then you got to look out for it again. Like the kid, it's on the computer screen. So right. I don't. So as athletes right now, for these kids that aren't playing sports, they're seeing this grade on the computer screen, but the reinforcement, which people that was football or basketball or baseball track or soccer. But wait a minute, like it's about the grades. It is, but guess what? They worked hard for those grades. And then at two 30 or three o'clock, they're out of practice. And that's their right. um, reinforcement of like, Oh, I get to go do this now because I did sports and we don't have that right now. It, it was probably the Xbox. Now we're, I play Xbox too. Don't get me wrong, but I don't play it like what they do. And who knew when this, when PlayStation and Xbox took off, that these kids would be tired of video games all of a sudden. You're like, right. <laughs> they, they're tired of them now because now they want to go outside. And it's right. like, wait a minute. Recently, the Coach Steve Show has joined with the Unhinged Sports Network. It's an off-the-ground sports network that has different podcasts and is playing 24 seven. So it's a podcast radio type website. So every Wednesday at 3 PM Eastern time, the coach Steve show will have a new episode out and they have partnered with fanatics.com. So what I need you guys to do is in the episode descriptions and on social media is click on the fanatics link and go get yourself some fan gear. Any team that you want, they have the gear for shirts, polos, hats, pullovers that have zips stocking stuffers anything like that anything any team you want they have so please to support the podcast and support the unhinged sports network please click on the, please click on the link in the description please click on the link in the social media and go buy stuff they have anywhere anywhere i've seen anywhere between 20 30 40 50 60 percent off all all their apparel so with sports coming back please go get some apparel to support your team so again click on the link Go get yourself some gear, and thank you for all the support. Like when we were kids, we were on the bike. I still have scars on my legs from crashing your bike and oh, this and that. Absolutely. And like I'm tired of video games. I didn't play the whole time at quarantine, but like there was nights I played Call of Duty or Madden. And then there was three months here where I didn't turn it on. I was like, I need to do something else. No video kids, games in my house. <laughs> oh, I have them. Um, well, I, I grew 
I grew up with Nintendo and all that, so I have to have it. Yeah, I think, you know, I think another thing, too, that a lot of people don't realize, and I think I think there's a negative connotation surrounding high school coaches in general, but I think, you know, football coaches, basketball coaches more so that we're just we're just there for the sport. We're just there to, you know, win games and all. And, and while that's great, most of us aren't. And, you know, you know, like, you know, that talking to a bunch of coaches, you know, we want these kids to succeed. We want them to be academically successful. We want them to be good people. And I think people forget just how big of an advocate a coach is. And, you know, you know, you get done with practice and you have your big meeting at the end of practice and every coach goes through and almost every day, one coach or two says something about, Hey man, let's make sure we're working on our grades to make sure we're being a good citizen. And I think, you know, on the, again, on the out, you know, from the outside, I get it. We're, we're win hungry. You know, we look like we're just win hungry, win now, win all the time guys or girls or whatever coaches. And, uh, but, you know, realistically, most of us are, are here for the right reasons. We're here to, to make these kids better people and to make them academics. You know, I want to see this kid go to college. I want to see the, you know, or go into a trade or whatever he decides to do. And I think you're not getting as big of that push every single day from a coach because we're just not seeing our kids, you know, like we used to, we're not, we're not at practice with them every day or in the weight room every day with them. And so you don't have that. Hey man, how's your grades? Good. Awesome. Sweet deal. You know, and, and, you know, you might, be able to shoot him a text or a tweet or whatever and, and check in on him, but it's just not the same. I don't think I don't, you know, I think the kids feel that. And I think, you know, I, you know, I talking to some of our guys, they miss that, you know, just checking in with you. So talking to you, seeing how you're doing, you know, all that kind of stuff. So you know, that, that whole negative connotation of uh, around surrounding coaches is just gotta, that needs to go away. You know, yes, there are a few of those people that are out there. Uh, but I think, you know, when you, when you really start to look at the vast majority of coaches out there are in it for the right reasons are trying to help these kids. And so that's what we got to focus on. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun. So winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. Yeah, and I think that a misconception, because they see us, those fans see us from 7 o'clock at night till 9.30. And from the 7 o'clock to 9.30, we are very, you know, it's not yelling at them, it's coaching. And they see that fieriness, but that fieriness comes because we're competitive, but it's fiery because those kids worked hard all week. And so we're so right. fiery that you want them to win, I, I guess, win. And it's because they worked hard. You know that they've watched film, looked at the playbook, went to practice, got their butts chewed out of practice. Then they have to have homework. They have a test. If they've got a significant other, and then they've got mom and dad at home, they got to wash the dishes. So yep. you're so fiery to do that. But what they don't see is study tables. Like, especially when I was at East Aurora, no offense, it was just the situation. They don't see study tables. Oh, yeah. They don't see, you know, people that do the laundry. You don't see the 
you know, I, I don't know about you guys. After a Friday night game, win or lose, I'm up to 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. because the whole game has to be, be, be replayed. Then you're up watching film with them. Well, why are you spending all this time watching film? I'm like, because you're doing injustice to the kids. I said right. this. You ask that kid to kill themselves all week, pretty much. If you ask them to run through that line every single time, then we have to. If we don't do everything we can, then it cheats them out of what we are telling them to do and showing them to do. So the people thinking that sports don't matter, and I, I hate seeing that all summer. Like, why would a oh. parent risk the kid's life? And I did a podcast episode by myself, and I why well, sports matter. And I went above and beyond. I went economic too, like why economically sports matter. But I went off on it, and I was like, then I started to realize like the people that are saying this never played sports. They never they don't get it. It's something you'll never understand. Right. Well, and I think yeah, and I you know even those people that don't have that, they've got their vice somewhere. You know, they've got that something that motivates them to be successful or did in the past. And I think, you know, don't get me wrong. During those two and a half hours on a Friday night, I'm a different person. <laughs> yeah. But, but you know, the minute the whistle blows at the end of the game, you go right back to being, you know, friend, dad, you know, brother, whatever, all that other stuff. And, and you're back to, you know, not just focusing on the winning and you're focusing on the kids and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, no, that those two and a half hours during the game, that's, that's a different, that's a different coach. Yos. That's a, <laughs> that's a different person, but I agree. You know, I think, I, I think you said it great. You know, you, you know, you, you, you get, we get that way because we know how hard our kids worked. We know mm -hmm. what they did. We know how much, you know, how much time they put in during the summer, how much time they put in this week, you know, how many hours, they watched film this week, you know, and I think that's, I, you know, I, I couldn't imagine being a kid now versus when we grew up because it, there's just so much more pressure on these kids to be, to do, to do everything, you know, we, you know, and even as a coach, sometimes I feel guilty asking a kid to watch film because I know that they just, you know, they just spent two hours at practice. They already, you know, they spent an hour in the weight room this morning they spent an hour watching film last night and they got three hours of homework. And I'm like, Hey man, watch some more film. And I'm like, oh, I can't, you, know, you got to find that balance. You know, it's, it's striking that balance between letting a kid be a kid and, and letting him be a, you know, an athlete. I think, you know, that's, you know, not, that's a whole different conversation probably, but you know, I think sometimes we forget, you know, that these kids are kids, you know, and that they are just, you know, 15, 16, 17, 18 years old. And, you know, we ask a lot of them, you know, parents, coaches, teachers. So I always try to remember to, you know, just let them be kids tonight. You guys just do your thing. Well, especially <laughs> now when, like, we're remote. We've been remote since the start. So now you're looking at – I sit on Zoom seven hours a day. Those Me kids too, are brother. sitting on Zoom. Yeah, the, <laughs> like, that's why sometimes on these – I took a week off of podcasting because this is what I – I use StreamYard now, but it's exactly the same as Zoom. I get tired of it. So it's like yep. that whole week I didn't do it. And you got to look at it from the kid's perspective. Like what if they just did zoom for seven hours and then you have a team meeting, then you go, okay, guys, when you're done, look at the offensive line clips. I just like, I'm the offensive line run game coordinator at Addison. If I were to say, all right, guys, we just had a zoom meeting for an hour. When we get off here, you need to go watch the offensive line cutups I made for another 45 minutes. That's 10 hours of looking at a screen and they're not going to do it. That's asking too much. Now doing it once or twice a week. That's okay. But if you do it every day, maybe you let them do it on the weekend where they're not looking at the screen. But like we ask a lot of them and now it's even worse. And now they're even 
it's believe it or not, they're more stressed out not having all the football stuff. I think they're more oh, stressed out learning stuff. I agree. You know, I my, my son is in kindergarten this year, and and he's been we've been fully he had two weeks in person, and that was it. And I I teach middle school, and you know I'm on Zoom seven hours a day. You know he's on Zoom seven hours a day, and I see it. In my own son, I'm like, like man, just we need to turn. There, you know, on the weekends we don't even turn the TV on. It's like no, no, no TV, no nothing. Go play with your toys. Go be a kid. And I think you know, I tell my kids, you know, I'm a health teacher, and I tell my kids all the time, you know, if we have ten minutes where we, you know, we get done early, whatever, I'm like, get off the computer. Don't look at your phone. Go do something else. You know, and I, yeah, yeah, I, I think you know, right now it's just, it's got to be hard to be a kid. I couldn't even imagine you know, trying to navigate all that. But I agree. I think they are more stressed right now. I think it's tough for them. And, you know, I want, you know, as much opportunity as I can give them as a teacher to go be a kid. I'm like, see ya, go be a kid, go have fun, do something other than this. Right. Cause I'm not calling on any teachers. I feel like when this first started, teachers were pushing it. Like ours, everybody's school district schedule is different. Ours at the middle school I'm at right now in 204 like on Tuesdays we do period one through five. That's how. And like are. that fourth period, that fourth period is like a phantom lunch, like office hours. Right at the beginning, at the beginning, so each class you know is probably like <clears> has <throat> an hour, hour and ten minutes or something. And at, at the beginning, teachers were like trying to push of like going the whole time because in person that's what you did. You went the forty-five minutes full time. Right. And that, the longer this went on, you're starting to see, oh, we're. 45 minute mark guys go hang out for 15 minutes 20 minutes go sit on the couch or go outside yeah. and breathe fresh air you're seeing that a lot more now and i don't the teachers don't care about getting in trouble anymore from administration if that were to happen like i'm give screen break before they come back for more screen like they need right that. well i think that's you know the teachers just reading their kids you know i I can see it in my own kids. You know, I, I was, I, I made a joke today just messing around with them because, you know, today was the last day meeting with them for the quarter in one of my groups. And I said, it's been great talking to your foreheads for seven weeks. I really, it's been awesome, you know, and they all laughed and, you know, you got to try to find ways, to, but you can, you know, you read them and you just kind of realize just how much, you know, they're sitting there like, uh, you know, I get, you know, like you, you're trying to get your curriculum in, trying to get your stuff in, but, it's just, you know, it's it's tough right now. It, it for sure is tough. So it's nice seeing your foreheads, your stealing fans, or your name. <laughs> they, 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 they all it was great because they all moved their, their screen down right away. Like, haha, this GOC funny. And I'm like, well, just being honest, like your ceilings all look great. Chris, you need some paint up there. Like, you know, just get you gotta make it fun. You know, like that's I'm a big jokester. I, I really, you know, probably maybe a little too much, but you know, you gotta keep it fun for these kids, especially right now. You know, if they're not enjoying what they're doing, they're not going to put anything into it. So try to make it as fun as I can, whether it's in the classroom or on the field. You know, let these kids enjoy it. Let them be kids while also yeah. still getting your stuff done. That's important. We we had to do yearbook pictures. So the, we had to screenshot the Zoom. And so I was in a class with a science teacher, and he goes, guys, here's what we're going to do since this is what we see all the time. Move your cameras to the ceiling, and we're going to screenshot that. <laughs> <laughs> and send that into the yearbook. Well, then the next day, he or two days later, he was like, "Guys, they didn't like that. We actually have to do our faces." <laughs> <laughs> that is we great, like, though, man. I think I think that 
That would be hilarious. Like if one school just was like, you know what, we're going to do it. Everyone, you know, like four heads and up, ceilings, the whole nine. Oh, that's great. That's I hope stuff. they submit it. I hope they put both, like his class with the ceiling and then his class with the faces. But that was hilarious. I was like, let's do it. So like we have a ceiling fan out in the in the living room. I went out there and put it out there. And I was like, because that's what we see. Or I don't know what half the kids look like. That's the other frustrating thing. I don't even know what they look like. I don't know what they sound like. And then can't build the relationship with them so yeah that's that's been the hardest part as a teacher yeah. you know a lot of us strive for that uh that that relationship you make with the kids and not being able you know i for the first you know i i, I really pride myself on knowing you know I, i'm a middle school teacher so and i teach health primarily but i also teach pe and i get all three grade levels and um you know, I, I pride myself on trying to know just about every kid in every grade level. And usually I'm pretty close. You know, there may be a few that I you know I haven't had, but this was the hardest parent teacher conference year I've ever had. It was like, I, I'm really sorry. I don't know your kid that well. They're in, it's their first year here. They I, I have no idea what their personality is. They've got an A, you know, I awesome. <laughs> like I, it was such a hard year for, for parent teacher conferences, man. I I whew. They have a good looking name on that black screen. They have a good looking name on that black screen. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, is your son the one that said connecting as his name? For, you know? <laughs> Those kids got smart, man. They were, you know, putting connecting in their names and it was pretty funny seeing some of the things they were trying to pull, but Oh, Zoom Bomber. We we use a thing called Synergy, which is married to Google Classroom. And it's married to Zoom, so it auto creates the link for them. So the kids go through Student View, and then we go through Synergy View or whatever it is. So we still, so it's supposed to be safer, right? There's, we're the only ones supposed to be able to get right. it. Well, guess what? These kids got smart, and we're, we're giving freshmen in high school the link, and we're getting Zoom bombers and this and that, and that's a good time. When you get a Zoom bomber, that's a good time. The first well, time I didn't happened, have any of that. Oh kid coming in saying curse words and then the names that you'll see in the waiting room and like i'm the worst person because if me and a teacher in the class and one of the names is fun because we can see the waiting room if if it's funny enough i have to drop my camera because i'll start laughing i'm like that's a good one like (laughs) yeah i didn't i you know i i have not had one single zoom bomber or anything like that i i was pretty lucky i'll admit oh it's the first time it happened in a room I was in, um, I had the Zoom minimize so I could look at the kids' Google Classroom work, and then I heard it. So I'm pa- I'm panicking, trying to get the Zoom up. The teacher, I can see, like, who's saying that? Unsharing their screen or whatever. And we're panicking, like, who's talking? <laughs> and then I have to their screen because they use they, their name is exactly the name of a student. And then we have to tell these kids, you don't realize that when we're done with the Zoom, we can get the transcript and see what email came in and, and all that, that stuff. And it got to the point where a school here in 204, the police got involved because one of the Zoom bombers typed in the chat something about killing somebody. Like, oh, killing somebody. So the police got involved. He it may get charges for this because it's serious. <laughs> and they're going to make an example out of this kid at one of the high schools to make a point. And ever since that happened, I don't think we've had a Zoom bomber. Oh, I bet not. <laughs> this was about two months ago, I think. And I don't think we've seen one since. I mean, for eighth grade, we haven't seen it yet. But I don't know about seventh grade. Sixth grade, apparently sixth grade loves Zoom. Their cameras are on. They're bouncing all over the place. Yeah, I eighth don't. Grade, uh... 
eighth grade is a different different animal. I, oh yes, I don't teach sixth grade, but uh, seventh and eighth grade are eighth grade is a whole different animal for sure, for sure. I told you we're gonna jump down some rabbit holes. It may not be football. We're just gonna jump down some. <laughs> we did. We jumped out a pretty good one there. <laughs> and I always apologize to coaches. I'm like, I'm sorry. We may not have done a lot of. This is why I look at it. There's a lot of X and O talk out there. We can X and O all day, which I love to do. But it's whoever has the pen last wins, or like right. whatever. I like having conversation. This is free therapy, is what I tell people. Losing my mind. This is free therapy. Yeah, like, right. There you go. Um, kind of like with with Melvin was like my last interview one. Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. But like jumped down some rabbit holes and I was like, I asked him afterwards. He was like, no, I like having general conversation because there's YouTube videos, X and O all day. There's this or that, or, you know, I know a coach is going to do a power run clinic zoom thing on Saturday. Like you can X and O there all day long. Right. But to have real conversations different. That's why it's coach Steve show. That's why I changed the name. It could just be anything I want. Yep. Uh, speaking of, I'm going backwards. I was in the rabbit hole and I'm going to go backwards. Hey, we were, talking about, we, were, we were talking about playbooks and being simple. And you were talking about, you know, we have this many plays, but we're on these, these plays. So why do we have these plays? Coach Mackey on Twitter and YouTube and all that. He told me to read the book, the 80, 20 principle, because that's where he got his be simple. So I got it. And I read it. Now it's about business and it goes into life. It's true. It talks about like, the 80% of your success comes from only 20% of what you do. And it just kind of opens your mind up of how to be simple. And so it's funny. I just read that book and then you said that. So it's kind of funny how you brought that up. Like why at my situation, why have we had six run blocking schemes. Then I had 20 passing plays. Like that's ridiculous on top of 50 formations. Right. And how many of those did I call every night? Not all of them. Well, like, yeah, and you look at most OCs, we all get into, like, a game and we might call eight plays, nine plays, ten maybe in a game. But, the rest, you know, you're calling eight eight plays, but you're putting a bunch of window dressing on it. You're well, making it look different. And so, yeah, I, you know, I've never read the book, so it's kind of funny. That you, but, you know, I would be interested in it. But, uh, yeah, I think, you know, as an OC, you know, the simpler we can make it, Make it simple for the kids, but make it look different for the defenses. That's my goal. You know, I'm a big motion guy. Um, you know, I, I used to be like a, a huge number of form, you know, like I used to be like the 40 formation guy, you mm-hmm. know, with five plays and a bunch of, but I, I've knocked even my formations down to six, 
ish, but I've added the motion. You know, I've I've, I've built the motion game out. You know, trying mm-hmm. to, you know, trying to just window dress the entire thing because when you and I think you know power, I when you start to look at like your playbook, I think power is like the one play that you can just do endless amounts of things with. And I, you know, I think it's the most versatile play out there. You know, I know a lot of guys, you know, zone, you can split zone, you got this, but I, th- I really, I was a zone guy. I've actually, zone's not even in my offense anymore. I took it out and I just, you know, I, I took power and I started looking, I'm like, man, we can run power, but run five different plays in the backfield, mm-hmm. but keep the same blocking scheme up front. And so you start to look at like, you know, what are your most versatile plays? And then that that's how I started, you know, like here's my most versatile plays. Let's build our offense around those and then see what we're missing. So. Yeah. I, I love zone. And the reason why is because when I was OC, I, I was handcuffed, but I had terms. It was like a contract. I was like, zone's got to be one of them, but we were teaching it, you know, the Here at the Coach Steve Show podcast, we're very excited for our new sponsor for the show, the Launchpad Kickoff Tee. Pretty exciting that they wanted to sponsor the podcast and very um, excited for the opportunity to be sponsored by them. Um, the Launchpad Kickoff Tee is a very unique kickoff tee. It's, there's nothing like it. It is created so that way you can place the football however you want it. You want it to stand up higher, it can stand up higher. If you want it you know, to make it down lower to make the football be kicked off and go farther, it can do that. You want to place it to the side. You want it to stand straight up however you want. You could put it upside down if that's a thing. However you want, the Launchpad Kickoff Tee can let you do that. So if you're a coach and you have a younger guy or a developing kicker who is not reaching the end zone at all times, this is the perfect kickoff tee for you. The reason is that it gives a coach a strategic options on squibs and onside kicks that were never available before. This kickoff tee is legal for the NCAA use and for all high schools at the National Federation High School Association. The Launchpad kickoff tee, it is a game changer, guys. Having one here is a complete game changer. Check out the videos that they've posted. It's it's amazing stuff to see what the kickers can do once they get this and get the kicking down and use this tee. So for now, what I need you to do if you're interested in looking at it and going to buy one, Please go to launchpadkickofftee.com slash CSS. And when you buy the one T, use the code CSS to get 10% off. But also there are other options using the same link. If you want to buy two, you can get 25% off. If you think you need more and want to go buy the four pack option, you can buy three and get one of them for free. So go to launchpadkickofftee.com dot com slash css and use the code css and go get this game-changing kickoff tee for all you kickers and you coaches today regulars that's how stupid i am so you being experienced correct me if i'm wrong when people think inside zone like right they think everyone step to the right and go up the field it has to be the zone thing and that's the way I always knew it. So when I was OC, that's what I taught. Well, we didn't have, I think if you have athletic linemen, you can do that. When you don't have athletic linemen, you won't run power or something because you're double teaming. You're down, down, down kick or whatever. And when I got to Glombard East, they really opened my eyes up with their inside zone. 
and I got in trouble for this. I'll tell you the story how I got in trouble on Twitter. So their inside zone was double teams all over the place. You know, like we don't block the end, but we're double teaming because he want Coach Walters there wanted double teams. We were happy with a five yard, four yard run on inside zone. A lot of people don't aren't happy for that. We were. We got four yards. We were okay. Like now it's second and six. Like we're fine. And I loved that because you're getting double teams over the place. And then we found out you're stealing reps because on power, it's almost the same blocking. You just pull somebody around. So you're stealing reps. And to our linemen, they don't realize that. And to our linemen, the the, the rules we came up with were very similar. So they didn't, they didn't have to think. And I tell people, guess what? We had the kids, but guess what? We went 9-0 that year. Now, it wasn't because of us. It was because of the kids. But guess what? We made it so simple, they didn't have to think. Now, was it perfect every single time? No. But that was our inside zone. And so we made it more simple. And I got in trouble on Twitter. I drew it up. Because people say it looks like duo, and it does. It looks like duo. We're just not walking the end. So I put it on Twitter. I was like, oh, what do you guys call this? For me, it'd be inside zone just because of how I saw it and how much I like it. Oh, you made the zone community mad, didn't you? (laughs) So we were talking about Twitter. It's a great thing. Like I promote the podcast on social media. It's great for that type of stuff. It's great. Like I never would have talked to you probably if we didn't have social media, like reach out. I'd have to email people and, and this and that. That was my most probably commented post, which was good for advertising, I guess. But the red, I don't want to, someone said I drew up the running backs path wrong. And so because of that, it was this. And I said, are you and I'm like, what? And they're like, no, 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 it is duo. And then someone said, no, that's it. Someone told me it wasn't even zone or duo. It was like something else. And then, and then I had to comment. I was like, guys, I just wanted to know what you would call this or like what you're doing. I'd rather learn than you say I was wrong. I'm not wrong because we call the zone. Yeah, I, I should never. Got, yeah, no, you got uh, you got some like hard hard pressed zone guys that you know are traditional to a T. You know, and I was that when I came out of college because we were, you know, North Central's historically been you know that straight zone team. You know, and we were taught. Uh, and our offensive line coach, Rick Pox, who's down at Plano, he's head coach at Plano High School now. Um, and we were, t- we would get on the hip of the guy, you know, if it was right, I played center. So I'd get on the hip of my right guard and we'd, you know, kind of climb, we called it angles. But, uh, you know, I think, you know, a lot of guys, I don't, you know, whether you're right or wrong, I don't think it matters. I think it matters if it's right or wrong for you because you, everyone, you know, every guy takes their, translation of the play and adds it to their scheme and what they want to accomplish. And so when I started calling plays, I was that, you know, even when I started coaching offensive line, I taught it in that same manner, you know, climbing, you know, you got this, this is your, we call them train tracks. You know, this is your train track, get on the tracks, anything that's there you're taking. And that was fine for me in college. But when you started to put it to a high school kid, and, you know, we didn't, you know, obviously in college, you're watching hours of film yourself, you know, as a player, you know, these off, you know, high school kids are, you know, if you can get a, a high school kid to watch 30 minutes of film a week, you're doing good. And, uh, you know, the, I, I don't think that they just were able to, in their minds, kind of translate that on the field. And we had a lot of problems. We struggled hard with, you know, getting our kids to pick that kind of a scheme up. You know, it's your play side gap. 
you know, you're taking your, your, your tracks, you pick that. Yeah. And we just, we struggle with sorting all that out. And so we, you know, I went, and I, we, I went to the double teams. I wanted as many double teams in it as I could. I, I, I the combos, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we, we, you know, it was two for two, you know, that's what I always see. You know, like if it was a, uh, you know, if it was an odd front, you know, the front ta- front side tackle and guard were two for two on the end of the linebacker center and backside guard were on the end. And then backside tackle was climbing to the linebacker. And if it was an even front, it was opposite, whatever. The play side tackle would be soloed. And, and so we did at, at least two double teams. And we still fundamentally struggled with the concept of zone. And I have always thought that high school kids – think of zone as a passive play Mm -hmm. and you know you get a lot of kids that play it passively because i almost think they feel like it's a pass you know a pass pass like a pass you know pass block and and so we tried three years ago we renamed the whole thing we you know my my offensive line coach and i coach sabo um we were sitting there we're like we are supposed to be a zone team we are not having the success with zone as we would like. You know, we were averaging, you know, three yards of play, which isn't horrible, but it's not good. And, you know, all of our, all of our man schemes were, were averaging, you know, five, six yards of a, a pop. And so we started to look at, like, why aren't we being su- successful with this? Why is this play not working? And it came down, you know, like it was the mindset of our kids was zone. Oh, you know what? It's zone. It's like pass play. And we renamed it. We called it, we started calling it dive. Like the next year we installed it. We're like, guys, brand new play, whole new thing. It's the, it's the cutting edge. You know, it was, you know, we, we built it up and we're like, we're, it's dive, baby. We're bringing back dive. We ran the same play. And, and so, you know, it actually, you know, and I, and I hate to admit it because I, I was a zone guy forever. You know, that's what I wanted to be inside outside zone. And the more I've, I've called plays, just the more success I've had with, with man's, you know, power, GT counter trap, that kind of stuff. We've taken it out. It's not even part of my offense anymore. Just because, you know, I, th- I think it just, it got too hard. You know, not, and not that I don't think high school kids can't figure it out, but I just think that they do, you know, and, and maybe it was just the way we were coaching it. I don't know. But I, you know, we I, we have always just done better with those man schemes. With when and Coach Sabo and I been have been together for five years now, and and we've stuck together through two schools. And I think you know just the way that we've ran it was like you know what, and we just we just talked about it, like you know what, maybe this is something we pull out. Maybe it's something we look at. And we haven't officially done it, but it's it's one of those ones that's just sitting in the back pocket still, like we talked about. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna see what we, you know, see what happens with it. See if it's you know, something we want to do, but yeah, you don't want to make the zone community. It's like, you know, I always think it's funny on Twitter. You get the, you've got the air raid spread guys on one side and you got the wing T guys on one side. And then there's the guys in the middle that are like, which one do we go with? You know? So I got thrown into all- the air raid. One. I got thrown in like, because I do a podcast. His name's coach Sheffer. He does a podcast and he does the program profiles of college. I helped him start his podcast and like, we did a. We were hot for a while. Me and the me and Coach Banster. He's on Twitter, and then our Coach Bennett. We did them like once or twice a week, and I got thrown into that air raid group because I was a spread guy. Because they're wing T guys, they love that stuff, and I'm a spread guy, and I love Mike Leach's air raid stuff because I think it's simple. 
So automatically they threw me into that air raid group. So when there's a war on Twitter, one of them will tag me and be like, what are you going to say? And I'm like, nothing. I'm staying out of this. I I don't want. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I tend to be that guy in the middle, you know, I, even though I'm a spread guy, I really do like when you start to look at, um, you know, like the wing T concepts, there's a lot that spread guys can pull out. Like that's what you, you get the birth of the, the pistol wing T and, and you're starting to see a lot, you know, and I took a lot of my stuff, not a lot of my stuff, but I took a couple plays from the wing T and I think they're great for molding into some stuff you do out of spread. You know, we, and I was talking about power earlier and I talk about this in every, every time I talk about power, but um, you know, we took veer, you know, veer backfield footwork, everything out of gun and pistol and put it with power blocking and made it because we were always looking for, we were hunting for a same side read play. You know, we always, all of our, our backfield action was always cross the quarterback, cross the quarterback, cross the quarterback. And uh, it was, it was relatively simple for teams to figure out what we were going to do unless we were motioning or jetting or whatever. And, um, and so we started to look at the veer concept because we ran veer, but we, it was weird version of veer. And we were like, well, we got power. We like Veer. Let's put them together. And we were we were kind of doing we were doing this during the summer actually, and we were kind of walking through it with our team. We had our team out there. And we're like, let's do this real quick. Let's just walk through some stuff. It was early. It was like June. And our our starting left tackle, who's uh, our, I'm sorry, our starting right tackle, um, who's a two year starter for us, he goes, oh my god, this is Veer's hot sister. Because we had veer and we had put it with power and it was like, and I, that's, that's what we call it now. We're like, it's veer's hot sister. Let's go. It's, you know, it's power up front veer backfield. And, and, uh, and it was the funniest thing ever. I I, I was damn near on the ground rolling around laughing, but you know, I think that's, that's another thing that just kind of, you could take stuff from it. I think, you know, I think it's funny when air raid guys and spread guys are like going at it with the, the wing T guys. I'm like, you guys, there's so much to learn between the two of you. Like, you don't need to hate each other. Like you can take concepts and put them together and make them awesome. And it's okay. No, no one needs to die here. So just chill out. So well, that's what I, I told somebody. I said, I actually kind of am liking the wing T RPO stuff. It looks really good because a guy, you know, they're finding a way to mesh it together. And I said, why can't we have a air raid guy go, Oh my God, I'm going to run the ball more this year and go talk to a wing T guy and be like, how do you guys do this? Why can't you just do it that way? But then it's like you're gonna lose your card, like your air raid card oh, yeah. get destroyed. It's like it's like the man card, you know. It's the old school man card. Give me your air raid card right now. Give me your wing team. You you've lost that. The only, well, I think you know, the, go ahead. Go, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say I, you know, I, I like you were saying, you know, there's Kerry uh, Grove is a you know powerhouse in our in our conference, and. uh and I think it was last year they threw the ball more than they've ever thrown it. And they just had silly success, like just stupid success with it. And I was like, see, see all you other wing T teams out there. Why don't you do that? Like, <laughs> like you could just be like, think about that. If a wing T team started throwing the ball, you know, let's, let's just say it's 30% of the time, how lethal that would be all off play action. I mean, that's just, that's horrifying horrifying right because i've i've talked to coaches who are wing t and my one of my questions was 
what happens in a high school, especially in Illinois, when you get a kid that comes in that can just sling it, and then you've got some speed, do you stick to what you do or do you pass it more? And their answer was, well, we might do a little more play action. We might roll out. I'm like, no, you need to drop that guy back. You could be under center. You better drop him back and run stick and corner or whatever and get it going. But when I say that, then they kind of go, yeah, but, you know, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> then you got, but those are the old school thinking. Then you got some that go, well, yeah, you know, we might go like, you know, two receivers here, but keep a wing so we can still do our motion and maybe we do this. And I'm like, there you go. See, now you're starting to think. And you don't have to keep it your whole life. Just for that one right. season or two seasons, you have that kid. You put this in. You stick to what you want to do. Um, I had a coach on here, Coach Vaughn. He, he, his offense is called the Wing Raid, and I said, you have my attention. Wing Raid. I, I like the sound this. of it. Yes, I like this. Um, he said they line up like literally three yards off the ball. They're in pistol, but it's a really close pistol. It's really close. Um, he said they practice all their wing T concepts because that's what they want to do. He goes, we want to run the ball. That's what we're going to do. But I will still line up in trips. I'll line up in this. I'll line up in this. And we are going to run some air raid concepts to be prepared. And he calls it wing raid because they start the wing T first. They, that's how they start it. And then they might have a little bit of mesh stick and corner and stuff like that, but they don't go crazy, but they have it. And I was like, you have my attention. Like that sounds better. And he goes, he goes, I had to call it wing raid because it can't be wing T. It can't be air raid. <laughs> they have to be somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I say wing raid definitely has a nice little ring to it that would definitely perk up the ears of many. I, I know I'm like, ooh, ooh, what's this? I want to, I want to know this. Yeah, I think um, Rick Stewart. Um, I don't know mm-hmm. if you've ever had a chance to see him speak. I've, I saw him speak at a Glazier a couple years ago, and I was he kind of he runs like the pistol wing T stuff, and I was just glued to it. And I just I was like, oh my god, this is like I can't take yeah. my. Eye. I went to every session. I think he spoke. He did four or five sessions that year. I went to every single one. I've never done that before because I was just enamored by the whole. I was like, this is like all of the things that I like in, but, but it's in gun and it's been, and I've never been a wing T guy, but you know, it's just, I don't know. There's just so many good concepts out of it. And I think, I think it's funny. Like you talked about, you know, like wing T guys and like throwing the ball more, you know, the same thing happens with spread guys. I think you've got to tailor, what you're doing to what you have. I, you know, my first year of off, off as offensive coordinator, I threw the ball 45, 50 times a game because that's what I had. Mm-hmm. You know, my, I had a really guy a six, five quarterback. I had two really good receivers and I, I, you know, my offensive line was solid, but we just, we weren't a running, we were a smaller offensive line. It was like, now nah, we're going to, and that was when I was at Hampshire. Like we just chucked the ball over the place and I got labeled as like a, a passing guy. They're like, Oh, he just wants to pass the ball. I'm like, no, I'm an offensive lineman by heart, man. Like I want to run the ball. And I went to Burlington and, 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 you know, last year we had just an unbelievably good offensive line and we had a really good, we have a stud running back sophomore uh, running back last year for us. And we ran the ball, you know, 80% of the time. Like it was and like, Oh, he likes to run the ball. Yes. I would love to be balanced people. Like that would be the ultimate goal. Like, but I'm going to take what I can get and I'm going to run with it. And I'm going to tailor my offense to what we do best. So, um, Coach Patrick Taylor, who's on Twitter, he has some air raid stuff out there. Like he's air raid. He he and Coach Piscopo, who's on Twitter, they went out to Washington State when Mike Leach was there for the spring ball and stayed there for a couple of days. Like he's true air raid. He was on Coach Mackey's show, I think, two years ago or something. And he's he was the OC at the time. He goes, "Yeah, we're air raid, but guess what? 
my running back at almost 2,000 yards rushing this year. And Coach Mackey was like, what? You, what? you can run the ball in the air, right? He goes, absolutely, because they think we're going to pass it. I had a good running back. Why not? And so they would run the ball because they were thinking he's going to pass it the whole time. So he he put that to rest real quick. He's like, hey, right, guys, we can run the ball still. And then now you're starting to see hand down tight ends with it and starting to run in. I'm like, okay, now I'm starting to like it. That's what we're going to try to do in Addison is the hand down tight ends and all that stuff. Yeah, I'm the same way. Like I gotta, I've got to have that option. I don't know that I could ever get behind like true air raid, you know, throw the ball 60 times a game. But, you know, I guess it depends on what you got. Like, if, if if that's the personnel you've got, then, you know, if I had five, you know, just five absolute stud receivers and a stud quarterback, you might talk me into a little air raid. But, yeah, I you know, got to have the balance, I think. I think that, especially in the high school level, I want, you know, ultimately, you know, I want to win games too, but I want to develop the kids, you know, in multiple facets. You know, they you know with our training company, I've got a kid who plays, he plays left tackle for, uh, for Fenwick and they are true air raid, you know, they're five wide the entire game. And, but we train him just as if he was, you know, any other offense, because I want him to be well-rounded. I want him to be a well-rounded athlete. So. Right. He teach their own, um, you know, but I don't think we have to kill each other. Like that whole thing's got to end the whole, like, let's, let's collaborate wing T and, and spread guys. Well, the worst was when, Michael each lost two games in a row after being LSU or something. That was the worst. Because all I saw was, where are you area guys at now? Because Mike Leach, oh, I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, wait, what? And then a part of me, when Army, because then it, it brings the bad out in me, because then a part of me wants to be like, when Army loses or Navy loses, because I like I like watching them. Part of me wants to be like, where are you going to be fans out now? Where's the wing T at now? But I keep my mouth shut. I'm like, that's going to start something that I can't finish, or, or do I want to? So I, I, I try to stay out of that as much as possible. No, I, I do too. But then like you see it and you're like, guys, I just came on here to look at positive stuff or look at scores or look at this. And I have to see this. Like I have, you're going to, it's like, I, I always think I'm out, but you pull me back in. Like, you're going to make me say something that I, you know, I'm going to regret. It's like politics. It's something that I don't get. And then, um, oh, and when air force beat with Washington state in that bowl game or whatever, Oh, yeah. those wing T dinosaurs came out of the woodwork and talked about how it didn't work anymore. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, goodness. Because, you know, Rochester and Coach Leonard in Rochester. Oh, yeah. He doesn't run the wing T, and they won eight of the last 10 state titles. Oh, but he does some funky stuff, though. Did you? I, I, I watched his, uh, they had the, the virtual IHSF, uh, I always can't, IHF, whatever it is. Eleanor High School Football Coaches Association. I, it's like such a tongue twister. Um, and I watched Derek Leonard's uh, presentation, and they got—I mean—and he's, he's, you know, he, he pre, he's like preps it. He's like, yeah, I don't, you know, this isn't something we do all the time. We do it for fun, and all this kind of, But it, man, he's like running pole cat and and you know, like tackle, tackle guard, like just everywhere. I'm like, man, like I don't, yeah. I can't even wrap my head around this right now. Yeah, he. Uh... I knew some coaches that knew him, so I've talked to him a few times. When I was OC, I actually tried to get what they do, like in practice, and bring it over because they have a. I was just trying; to, they're up tempo a little bit sometimes, so I tried to bring all that. And um, he, I, the way I describe Coach Leonard for people, he was running Lincoln Riley stuff before Lincoln Riley, 
if anybody knows him. Oh, I you know what? I he he talked about this quads formation he runs with his uh, I don't know what he labeled it, his Z. I would probably label it my Z or something, but his Z like 15 yard like Canadian football, you know, 15 or arena football, 15 yards and they they throw a little now screen on the snap of the football. He just dead sprint to the line and is catching yep. the ball on a line and I just sit there and I'm like Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. God damn, like, why yeah. can't I think of this stuff? You know, like, that's mad scientist stuff, you know? He is. It's, and I got some of their plays before for, it's not now, but like a few years ago, how they go fast and how they do this and how simple they are. He bases everything off of that count, that GT counter. He loves it. Oh, but then, but then GT. you see what he messes with. And, and I, there was one year he had, these two brothers, they were like my height, like six four, six five wide receivers. He really got funky. People want to watch that. Go watch IHSA YouTube. He got some funky stuff going on. And University of Illinois, people are calling for him to go to the University of Illinois. Oh, and, I've seen it all over Twitter this week. <laughs> oh, well, they said, they said have him just be the OC years ago, but I don't think he'd ever leave. Yeah. Well, then he got. The rumor is he got offered like a quarterback coach job there or something before, but he wasn't going to leave for that. He's got a good thing going. I think because his dad coaches at Sacred Heart Griffin. Yep. Hey guys, are you looking for something to help you get through your daily life? Are you looking for something to help you get through that extra push in the gym Are you looking for something to just kind of help make your life a little bit easier? Are you somebody that maybe does want to go to the gym or, you know, needs extra push during the day and don't know where to go or where to look? Well, then you need to click the link in the description and go to Redcon One. Redcon One is the fastest growing supplement company in the business. Last year, they were voted best supplements at the Vitamin Shop and with many other awards. And they're not just for bodybuilders and powerlifters. They are made for everybody. They have everything. You are a person that, you know, needs pre-workout with caffeine, they have it. You need pre-workout that doesn't have caffeine to get that extra pump, they have it. They have little shots of energy stuff. They have meal bar replacements. They have the MRE uh, powder that you can make smoothies with. They have your whey proteins. They have fat burners that you can take in the morning. They have pills. They have everything that you can need. Great workout apparel. They have workouts on there, everything you need. It's to have you be at the highest state of readiness. It's not just for the gym goers. It's for everybody looking to dominate in life. 
So please, what I need you to do is click on the link in the description. And when you use the code T20, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-K-U at checkout, you will get a 20% off. Now, they always have deals going on. So you click on the link and you see a 40% off or a buy one, get one free with a different code. That's still fine. If you still use the link to go to Redcon1, all you have to do is put my name in the referral box, S-T-E-P-H-E-N space K-U-C-H-E-F-S-K-I at checkout to help support the show. So let's go get the high state of readiness and let's get ready to conquer this day. I think that's where he'll go when his dad retires. Is my yeah, Rochester's gonna burn. <laughs> They're gonna go insane. No, well, yeah, Derek. Derek's got some good stuff, uh, and I I'm the same way, really, with that GT counter. My offensive line coach calls it God's play. But <laughs> that that GT counter is just whoo. We have we have killed it on GT counter. The last that's our number one play in our offense too, and we get I think the last three years we've averaged seven plus on that. I'm the guy running GT counter on third and eight. That's me. <laughs> you are an old line coach or an old oh, line but, guy. Well, and that's that. So that's the that's the you know I've you know it's been two offensive line guys calling you know the plays. It's the first year I've had a quarterback coach in my ten years in OC, and you know he would always you know my off. I'd be like, all right, third and eight. What are we thinking here? And he'd be like, GT, 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 and I'm like, come on, Kev, like you gotta gotta do me something better here. I tell you what, man, we were. We had, uh, I, I would say, some un, unrealistic success with it. You know, it just you never things. You know, third and eight, third and nine, we'd run it and, and get it, and it just blew my mind. I haven't coached it in years. I haven't coached that GT counter in a couple years. It, it's weird. People have success with it. We didn't, and I don't know if it's because of me, oh. but we didn't. I have no idea. Big. You got to teach the skip pull with your tech, or not, yeah, you got to. It's got to be quick hitting, you know, as fast as you can get going. You, know, you got to have athletic tackles to do it. I'll say that. You can't have you know a big, you know, not that you couldn't run over the big slow guy, but you got to have guys that can move well enough to get around the corner fast enough. But uh, and and a quarterback that'll read it right because we read it. We're, we we read that backside end. That's the you know, if you don't read it right, throw it out. But luckily, I've been very fortunate to have good reads out of my quarterbacks on it. Yeah, Glenbard East, we were just inside zone, trap, and power. And then, you know, you're sitting at 5-0, and and we started to go, well, why don't we try GT counter? <laughs> try to put it in, and, you know, it kind of worked, kind of didn't. And then that's where kind of like, why are we adding things when we're 6-0 and now or whatever? Like, we should just not touch anything just keep it the way it is and our one of our favorite plays was the i don't know inside zone bash or whatever where if you we call it laredo but like left tackle through the right guard or blocking inside zone left the right tackle is arc releasing the quarterback's reading that end if he goes with the right tackle he keeps and runs behind the zone if he crashes he just hands it off i posted that on twitter so after my twitter thing with that one i posted this one i was like all right now i'm gonna do it on purpose and stir the pot so i posted that So somebody said, well, what happens when this happens? So then I posted another one. I said, well, if the backer is reading and blitzing, switch the running back over, motion your next guy, and now that's the guy that might get the ball because that linebacker is going to look at the motion. If not, he's going to run behind all these blockers. I said, there you go. Well, then all of a sudden they come out of the woodwork. 
what if my Mike linebacker skate scrape exchanges and tackles and this and that? I said, then you got a badass linebacker and I should call another play. I don't know what to tell you. Like if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Yeah, I, I do the same. You know, sometimes I'm just like, yeah, you know, I, I don't. If he does that, then you win. I, I just don't know how many high school quarterbacks that are going to do that, or you know, linebackers. Excuse me. So yeah, the, the and somebody's going to listen to this and DM me like I said that. I don't remember who said it. Someone there was a couple of coaches that did it on purpose to push my buttons, which was fine because I know who they were. This guy was like, "Well, I teach my linebackers to scrape exchange. They would do that." And I'm like, "I think every linebackers coach teaches their kids to do this. They're not." it's not groundbreaking. And if I wanted to get pissed off, I would said, you know what, if he scrape exchanges, this and that, then I'm going to run a screen then off of it. I'll run a screen off of it. I'm going to run a snag right behind you. Cause your guy's going to come forward. Like there's a way to beat you. And then I started to realize I'm getting into that pen game, that chalk game. And I was like, don't be. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's a, that's, that, that's when you get down the rabbit hole and you're like, well, then I do this and I can do that. Well, that's, you know, we do that on our, our own staff. You know, we were, talking about we actually we've been talking a lot about what coastal carolina is doing um with their offense because i'm just a huge fan of what they've been doing and i sent them a play that i saw on twitter and uh our our melvin said something about you know well yeah i don't it was an iso play and he goes i don't know many linebackers that or coaches that teach this you know what whatever technique to take on the iso and our tc comes back and he's like we teach this melvin you know <laughs> it was like oh but I've never seen him do it, and these our our linebackers do this all the time. So you know, you get that you get that going just in your own coaching staff sometimes, and uh, and see how you get that little your own little rabbit hole. Or like, we teach us. Oh, you teach it when starting now because you're gonna put this play in. I'm gonna start teaching it now. Now that you brought it up. Oh, that's funny. All right, thank a lot of your time. I want to. I'm gonna end it with this. So you talk about your company with fist football for anybody out there that listens doesn't know what that is it's i'm going to try to describe it and then you can tell me to shut up i'm explaining it wrong <laughs> so it's just basically your 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 coaching and teaching offensive linemen and defensive linemen different techniques different skills different like flexibility things and trying to prepare them outside of their high school stuff for 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 their high school actually but then actually for maybe beyond high school correct yeah so um so Kevin Sabo and I, um, he's my offensive line coach at, uh, at at Burlington. Him and I go back playing together since we were in middle school. Played in high school together, played in college together. And um, when we got out of college, then we had talked about, you know, we coached together, you know, our, my little brother's team. And we got out of college, we just kind of were like, you know, there's nothing, you know, like seven on sevens were starting to get big, you know, like, you know, a lot of these different training companies were starting to get big in the suburbs and we're like, man, there's just, there's nothing for offensive and defensive linemen. You know, there's, there's nothing in the Chicagoland area. And, and so we started fist, um, right out of college. And so we got the name fist, uh, our offense, you know, Rick Ponks was our offensive line coach in college. Always talked to us about, um, you know, as you know, five fingers by yourselves, they're not very strong. You could break any one of them anytime, but you, you, you make them a fist you make them one, then it's, you, know, you can do whatever you want with it, but, you know, you break anything, whatever. And so that was kind of our mantra. We had it on all of our shirts in college, you know, we broke on fist. And so that when we were trying to think of a name, we were like fist and it, we have our own, you know, anal you know, analogy for it now, but 
that's what we based it off of. And, uh, and so we just started training and, you know, I, we trained, you know, very few kids in the first couple of years. You know, we just, you know, we'd pick up a kid here or there. We'd get a long, a lot of it was long snappers. Both of us were long snappers in college. And, uh, and over the last, uh, you know, really three or four years, but really the last two years, it's really just started to get bigger and bigger. And, um, you know, it, it, we've always been training kids, but that number just kind of get, you know, grown. And, and I, we think a lot of that, um, goes to Greg Holcomb who runs next level athletics, uh, quarterback trainer. And he, he kind of got with us and was like, Hey, you know, running these training sessions on Sundays at, uh, at IC Catholic, you know, would you guys want to come do your own line training? And we we're like, yeah, sure. Why not? And so we started to train together, but we would do some like live, not live, but like we would do some of our one-on-ones with a live quarterback. So while they were doing their quarterback reads and running their one-on-ones, whatever, we would do our offensive line. I wanted to give them a live look. And so um, Greg kind of gave us our first real start. And then we started doing rise and fire, um, which is his big camp series. He does one in Chicago every summer. And then he does one in LA usually in January. And then he actually just had one in Dallas uh, last weekend. And so that kind of started to propel us even bigger. And I think that started about five years ago, maybe six when we started, well, maybe a little, little bit longer. We started working with Greg Moore and uh, you know, to the point, you know, nine, 10 months ago, well, actually about a year ago, we hired Ben Solomon who was at the time the Huntley defensive line coach. And in my opinion is just one of the best defensive line coaches in the country. The dude is just unbelievable at what he does. And, and he's actually at Central now with us uh, in Burlington. So the three of us are on staff together in high school, but we also run FIST. And um, I don't want, you know, I hate, you know, we always talk about it, like we hate saying that COVID really blew this thing up, but it had, you know, a lot of these kids are looking for training, right? They're just looking to stay, you know, stay up with their, with their skills. And, and so we, you know, have been able to provide that for them. Um, we did our first showcase um you know, a couple months ago, we had 160 kids come um, for that, and we broke it up. We had groups, and we were small distance and masks and all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, you know, we really, you know, I think we train a little bit different than a lot of guys do. You know, we really started to look. You know, we, we base a lot of what we do off of science. You know, I, I have a master's degree in exercise science. Um, Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. And so we base a lot of what we do off of that, you know, trying to create, you know, biomechanical movement patterns that mimic what you do in a football game. But we train that um, with our athletes and we spend a lot of time on hip and ankle mobility and flexibility and core. Um, and so, we, you know, we've just, you know, we've got a ton of good, ton of good kids, you know, and I, we give all the credit to the kids, man. They just, you know, they're the ones that, that are hungry. They want to, you know, they, they, they want that opportunity to train. And I think the coolest part for us has been during all of this lockdown and not being able to play, we've kind of created our own little fist football family 
you know, you know, our kids, yeah, it's awesome. You know, like if you ever see our kids, they're tagging each other on Twitter, you know, they're hanging, they, you know, like they started like, you know, they've got their own Twitter groups now that they all started and they, you know, they're setting up, you know, game like, Hey man, let's go play some, you know, let's jump on Xbox. And they're playing games and they're doing all this other stuff. It's, it's really cool. So it's, it's been kind of our replacement of not being able to coach high school this year and still giving us that, that interaction with some of these kids. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's been a lot of fun, you know, it was really hard there for a long time, you know, not, you know, we didn't, you know, we didn't, we didn't start this thing to make money. That wasn't our intention ever. Um, and it's just, you know, it took a long time to get to this point, a lot of work and, and, uh, you know, we've got a good, good couple of dudes, coach Sabo, myself and, and coach Solomon. And, um, yeah, <laughs> it's been, a, it's been a roller coaster, but, uh, it's been fun for sure. Yeah. Cause you answered one of my questions of like, I would think it sounds bad because COVID has hurt a lot of people, but something like that, it helps a little bit. And the reason why I say that, and you kind of said it, there's nothing else to, no offense. There's, there was nothing to do. Right. So they're, you, they don't want you to do football in a government sense. So it's like, well, let's go do this instead. So it right. helps and, the kids. And we really didn't even see it coming. You know, we, you know, we, we shut down when, when everything was shut down in March and April and when they, whenever it opened back up and, and when, it, when we started to open back up in May, June, we just had, you know, a, a ridiculous amount of kids that were messaging us wanting to get work in. And, and, and they just, you know, we started, we started with two or three next weekend, we'd have five or six. The next thing we knew on a, on a Sunday, we'd have 50 kids uh, that were, were coming out to get work in. So it, it was, we were, I mean, we were getting to a point where it was like, man, we're going to need to hire some more coaches, but uh, yeah, it, uh, yeah, I hate saying it and we, we hate saying it, but you know, these kids were just looking for something to, to, to do, to grasp, to, to be a part of and, and fist was that. And so, you know, we're happy to, happy to give them that, that opportunity. And, and we're, you know, we're incredibly grateful for everything that they do. You know, we wouldn't be able to do what we do without them. So. And I think due to COVID you're going to see more things like what you guys do. Like one of my friends said, if we can't coach this year, he's big in, tra- he, he coaches football and basketball, but he loves track. He's getting into the, um, whatever the new rage is. I can't think of it. Um, the PR stuff. Yeah. And he was like, I'm certified. If we don't have sports, I'm going to start holding my own workout stuff to replace the coaching. Right. And I was right before talking to you. I, I even told him, I was like, I'm getting a guy from fist football and that's what they're doing. And it's a way to help kids. So it's, I think you're going to see coaches like us start to do that. Like not come on your turf, but like they're going to do track stuff. They're going to do this. Right. It might, my turn to basketball stuff like because if we can't coach we got to find a way for our mental mental self but for the kids as well yeah i think that's that's been a lot the best part is just you know we we do most of our training on sundays and just having that that opportunity to go hang out with but when you know with a bunch of high school kids that you'd normally be hanging out with when you're coaching getting that opportunity to do it on on a sunday is just it's been as beneficial for me and, and Sabo and Solomon as it has been for them. And I, you know, yeah, it, it, we're lucky, you know, I, I, we're very fortunate that we started this thing 10 years ago, not knowing that, you know, this would start to blow up, you know, and that, like we, we, you know, the last two or three years, we've really grown a lot and, and 
So it wasn't all COVID, but uh, you know, I think more so than we thought has happened since then. So it just accelerated it. Like, right, right. That's a good way to say it. Um, a good way to say it is like COVID just allowed us to help the kids faster, maybe. Or COVID didn't make this big. It was just because we could help the kids quicker. We could get there. Uh, I don't know. You got to find a pot. Like I said, I started to read books again all of a sudden. So I read that 8020. Then there was one, the energy bus. It's a simple read. Talks about finding positives and everything. So that's a small positive. Like you just find it somewhere. And um, so the last thing I'll say is I took a lot of your time. Uh, when I was a young coach, we hated hearing private session workouts and it was always quarterback coaches. Now I was a young coach, you know, we're all young. We don't know any better. We just get told from the older folk, you know, like, they're not teaching what we're doing at high school. Now, what you now, I'm going to ask this because I'm going to play devil's advocate. I love what you guys do. Like, I love it, support it. So, this isn't coming from me. This is just my job as a podcaster. I'm going to think of it differently. Have you guys ever gotten pushback of like from coaches? Like, why are you going there? I'm your coach. They're not going to teach you what I'm teaching you. Because that's what I heard as a young coach was like, don't go to them. I'm teaching you something. And then as I got older, I realized I don't know everything. This is just another way for them to get better. They, they're with us, then they're with fist football. They're going to get better, so I support this. But have you ever gotten pushback from coaches like that? That negativity that we like we all see now, right? So, um, so that was when Kevin and I started the company out of college, and and really within the first couple of years that we were coaching, that was the biggest thing that we didn't want to have happen. Because, you know, I'm an offensive court. I've been, you know, I've been an OC for five years. I've been coached for 12 years at the high school level. And I've, I've been a head wrestling coach. And I've done, you know, I have heard so many times, well, my trainer does it this way. Well, my, you know, my receiver coach does it. And, and so we, we flat out said when we started this, we're not going to be that. We, you know, we refused to be that. So we haven't gotten any pushback because we work with the coaches that the, most of these kids come from. Um, you know, we, we oftentimes are talking to the coaches, Hey man, you know, like we know that you run a different technique than, than what we would teach. How do you want it taught? Because we'll teach that. And we talk to our kids all the time too, because our kids will come back and they'll be like, well, that's not how, you know, my D line coach does it. And you'll hear us say, I, you know, every, every session we have, you will hear us say, listen, we're going to give you another tool for your tool belt. But if your coach wants it done this way, then you run it the way your coach wants it. You know, if we're teaching, you know, you know we might teach a different way to pull or to skip pull or to trap. We might give you another piece, but that's just for your tool belt. If your coach wants it this way, you do what your coach does. And a lot of times, our coach, you know, our kids would come back and say, Hey coach, you know, we worked this, this week. You know, I know that's different than what you did. And okay, let's work it that way then, because that's what your coach wants on the field. And I think that's, that's what sets us apart. I think ultimately is that piece, you know, there was, there's never a time in any of our sessions where, where you will hear one of our coaches say, that's wrong. Don't do it that way. You'll do it this way. You know, we, because ultimately we're not making decisions on whether or not that kid's going to play. I want to give him the tools, the the movement patterns, the biomechanics to be able to do whatever that coach wants. So 
while you know like you know stance is like the biggest one that we that we come across like you know there's a lot of you know ideals of how a stance should be done and you know this stance or that stance and we'll teach the stance that we've based things that we do off of because they're based off of science and leverage and angles all that kind of stuff but again like you know you know i know we, you know we know that like you know we train a couple of kids from downers grove north i know that downers grove north north's coach likes a square stance you know a square foot stance rather than a staggered so that's what i train with those kids that's what i work with on those kids i might show them the staggered foot stance and work with them a little bit because i want him to have that tool i want him to be if you know if he goes to college he's got that it's not brand new to him so i think mm-hmm. that's you know we haven't had any pushback and i think it's because we are out there we're not just a you know a training company we also coach high school football we have a lot of connections within the the you know the, the Illinois high school coaches, and and we talk to them at clinics, and we get what you know what they what they want, and so I think that's that's that that was that was such a big part. I'm glad you asked the question because that's one of the biggest questions we get a lot, and you know that's just something we're not going to do. You know, if you want it done that way, I'm gonna train it that way, whether I think it's right or wrong, because that's what you want. So. And that kind of helps you out too, because then what if you guys as a coaching staff one day say, let's do it this way, if that makes sense. Like, right. Maybe. Yeah, no, I, yeah, we take stuff from other coaches all the time too. Of like, oh, oh, your coach, I like that. <laughs> you know, I'm, right. I'm going to put that in my tool belt, you know? So, no, because I remember getting into coaching and that's when the seven on sevens were becoming a thing. And no offense to quarterback trainers, but that was the big one was, Oh, my quarterback coach is training me to do this or this, and now you as a coaching staff, your ego's kind of hurt a little bit. Like, well, why are you going to him when we're your coach? Or, and the reason why it hurts you is because, like, oh, well, my trainer says this, so this is what I'm going to do, and that's the worst part. And I've been around yeah, some I, of those kids. I haven't seen it as much um, out of like position coach trainers. I've seen it more out of like just general train. I've seen it more in the weight room stuff, you know, than anything. I'm a certified personal trainer. I have a master's in exercise science. And, and so like, I've gotten more pushback in weight room stuff than I ever have on the field, which you know, like, Oh, well, my coach tells me to squat like this. And I'm like, like, that's great. I get that. I'm also just as certified, if not more certified than your coach. That's the, you know, it's all, you know, it's, it's give and take. And, you know, I'm, you know, I, I appreciate it when, when coaches come to me, like if I'm training a kid and, and maybe we're working something, let me know, just, you know, shoot me a text, give me a call. Hey man, this is how we run it. Cool. I'll train it like that. No big deal. I'll give him the tools, but let's work the stuff that he needs every day in practice. So. Yeah. I wanted to ask that question. So just in case any listener I had thought of that, like if they are one of those no, coaches, I appreciate it. Bad, like, yeah, then that's, you know, we're never afraid to answer that question because that's been our mindset since day one. We never wanted to be that company. I never wanted to, you know, we never wanted to be, you know, when our when the kids we were training went back to their school and said, I'm working with fist football. We never wanted to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, don't don't listen to them. You know, we didn't we didn't want to be that. You know, we wanted to be the 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 I don't know. I don't even know what you would call it, but we wanted to be the for everyone coach. <laughs> I just picture SpongeBob with the rainbow. Like this is what yeah. we are. <laughs> this is football. This is what we do. <laughs> well, I just wanted to ask that just in case, because I know somebody out there is going to see that and be like, "Oh, oh my yeah. goodness, the 
they're teaching them what we wanted or something. So I'd rather you, I don't want to say defend yourself, but like, this is what we do. We're for everybody. <laughs> we are going to teach you for everybody. Right. That's your next t-shirt for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I'll make it and sell it for you. Like for everybody, this is for everybody. All right, coach. Well, I appreciate your time. I took a lot of it. We went down some rabbit holes, but I appreciate you donating your uh, Thursday night for this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, anytime I can get on and talk football, coaching, life, whatever. I love it. Yeah, we don't, X and o a lot. we don't want X and O a lot on here because I'd rather have conversation. And then if coach want, coaches want to X and O, I always tell them to come back and we'll X and O. We'll get the whiteboard on here and do whatever. But that's next. And you have the invite to come back again. So there's your invite. Yeah, anytime, man. I appreciate it. A lot of fun. Well, guys out there that listen, thank you so much. We'll see you next time. See you later. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team Ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.